It's Mikey and Bob, the 96-1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Uh, we were stunned to learn this morning that Sesame Street characters have birthdays. It's actually Grover's birthday today, October 14th. Cookie Monster uh, has a birthday November 2nd. Elmo's birthday is February 3rd. Big Bird, March 20th. Did not know Sesame Street characters have birthdays. Bob also told me that Grover is 51 years old. <laughs> like, Grover debuted 51 years ago, but he's only four years old in Sesame Street years, which is a totally different thing. How old is Elmo, Bob? Did you find this out? Uh, yeah, I thought Elmo was a lot younger than this. I El- feel like Elmo- Elmo's, like, in the 90s, right? Isn't that when Elmo started? I feel like the 90s is when Elmo, like, dominated Sesame Street. That's what I thought, too, but Elmo's 41. Wow. Did not think Elmo was that old. 41. Jesus. So you're telling me Elmo is older than we are? Yes. <laughs> How is that a thing? All right. Uh, let's get to it, though. This is uh, Sesame Street Power Rankings time. Let's all feel the power. It's time for Power Rankings with Mikey and Bob on 96.1 Kiss. Brought to you by our friends at C. Harper Auto Group. Our top five Sesame Street characters of all time. I will go first here, Bob. My number five favorite Sesame Street character of all time, Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) We all have our Oscar days where we're feeling down and we hate everybody. And Oscar really, as a kid, lets you know that, hey, it's okay to have an Oscar day. Number four, I'm going with Grover slash Super Grover. Number three, I'm going to go with Cookie Monster. Number two, favorite Sesame Street character of all time, Big Bird. And my top Sesame Street character of all time, it's Elmo. It's Elmo. Uh, Power rankings brought to us by our friends over at the Sea Harper Auto Group. Bob, your top five favorite Sesame Street characters of all time. Is this going to end with Cookie Monster at number one? Number five, Bob. Elmo. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm already out. I already cannot take your list seriously of Elmo's at number five. Number four, Bob. Oscar the Grove. (laughs) Third favorite Sesame Street character. Super Grover. Uh, number two, Big Bird. Here we go. Here we go. Right here we go. Number one, Bob's favorite Sesame Street character of all time, the Cookie Monster. Is that just because uh, the cookies? And you, you know, you enjoy he loves cookies, and so do I. <laughs> you as a kid were watching Sesame Street. You're just like, yep. Cookie That's Monster. My That's my guy right there. And now he's like a 50-year-old guy. <laughs> Cookie Monster's like 50 years old, but like five years old in Sesame. He's just a weird 50-year-old that just like goes and ruins parties and events now. And they're just like, this 50-year-old guy keeps showing up and eating all the cookies. Yeah, if he's only like five years old in Sesame Street years. He's just a kid. Leave him alone. Pittsburgh. 96.1 Kiss. Yeah. An iHeartRadio station. Available everywhere on our free iHeartRadio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts. All in one. Uh, John just tweeted us here, though, Bob, dropping my kids off at school this morning. It was a little foggy in Bethel Park. As a public service announcement, can we get Bob yelling a fog warning into a pillow? All right, Bob. Wow. Uh, Wow. Take one of your couch pillows there. Can you give everyone a fog warning that needs it this morning? Fog! 
All right. I love that just the yelling random things into a couch pillow has become a thing on the show. Now. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, a lot has been made in the past few days about uh, former now Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden and everything that was uncovered in these emails, um, you know, that showed a lot of racist, homophobic, misogynistic things. Uh, Coach Tomlin's response we were talking about earlier this week was just, I'm saddened by it. I'm saddened for the Raiders organization. I'm saddened for the people who are offended by it. I'm saddened for Coach Gruden. It's a sad commentary. That's the only opinion I care to share at this juncture. So that was Coach Tomlin's response to everything that's been going on with John Gruden. And, you know, he resigned as the Raiders coach. But I, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw this, Bob. Did you see the Chargers head coach and when he was asked about Gruden's email? I, I did, yeah, yeah. He's one of the younger coaches in the league, which maybe, you know, has to do with his sort of way of thinking and his response to this when he was asked about it. He's 38 years old. His name's Brandon uh, Staley. And listen, I know sometimes we play clips on the show and you might just zone out and be like, who is this guy talking? Or you might, you know, pick it up in sort of the middle of the conversation and be like, why are they playing this clip on the show? I want you to really listen to sort of what this guy said. Again, this is the NFL coach, uh, the head coach for the Chargers, Brandon Staley. He was just simply asked, like every player, every coach is in the NFL, you know, what do you sort of make out of everything that was in these John Gruden emails and him having to then subsequently resign as Raiders head coach? You know, I think that, Respect and trust in this world are, are really, really difficult to achieve. And I think about all the people that were affected by those emails, um, whether you're a person of color, whether you're a person, uh, you know, a gender, um, your sexual orientation, the people that were affected by those emails, that's who I'm thinking about, you know, because it's a sacred mantle for someone to call you coach or someone to call you a leader. Um, and trust is really, really hard to achieve in this world. It's really, really challenging to achieve, and especially with people with those groups that I just mentioned. All right, and people are really guarded, all right, and they're skeptical uh, of people because of emails like that. And I just think that you know, kindness and lifting people up and respecting people you don't know. Um, I just think that you know that's such a big part of our thing here is listening to people and learning about people because I think what you'll discover is that we have so much more in common than not. And I think that, um, you know, for someone like me, you know, it's just incumbent upon you to set the example every single day so that people um, that were, you know, talked about in those emails, that they don't need to feel that way. They shouldn't feel that way. And it's, you know, hopefully, you know, all of us can learn from this that it's about bringing people together for me uh, so that people can become, you know, the people that they dream about. And I think that, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, leading this football team and being someone hopefully we can, you know, be a light for those people in those emails that not everybody's like that, 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 that there's far more people that will love you than the opposite. And hopefully um, this will be a, a chance for everybody to come together instead of go apart. Okay. I never thought we would uh, be at a point in our show where we would need to play like a minute and a half of whoever the uh, chargers head coaches on the show, but uh, I can't find many people who really had a response to John Gruden and what was, you know, the awful things, the racist stuff, the misogynistic things, the homophobic things that were in his emails. 
uh, that was one of the better responses that I found across anybody who was, uh, you know, asked about this. And the fact that he is he nailed a, it, a head coach in the NFL too, you know, one of the younger coaches, 38 years old. I just felt like it was something that, and you know, a lot of times when we play things on the show, I'll edit a clip down. So it might be two minutes of somebody talking. I'll give you the, the good thirties. I felt like everything he had to say there was sort of uh, just just pretty great in the fact that he is like John Gruden was, a head coach in the NFL, and a lot of people look at the NFL like it's just this toxic environment and everybody is sort of just a bad person. To, to just hear that from one of the, you know, that's a, it's a, a privileged position. There's only mm-hmm. like 32 head coaches in the league, and to have one of them come out and, you know, and again, listen, Coach Tomlin just didn't go into much of it at all. He's just like, I'm saddened by the whole thing. That's the only opinion I'm going to share. And then you hear the Chargers head coach, and you're just like, that is a response right there to the John Gruden stuff. Like, that's just, he feels for the people, you know, that were, um, you know, hurting those emails. And that's why, you know, a lot of these people, whether it's, um, the color of your skin, your sexual orientation, whatever. A lot of these people feel like they can't trust in people and you have somebody like John Gruden. And this is, mm-hmm. this is sort of the reason why. So again, that was Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, uh, when he was asked about John Gruden and everything that has gone on with those emails that were, um, uncovered, which obviously cost him his job as the Raiders head coach. Uh, Steelers will be playing Sunday night football, the big nationally televised NBC game on Sunday night. We'll have your Steeler tickets. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to power through and end the break so we can play five minutes of commercials, Bob. And, and, and your body wouldn't let me do it. I'm just like, Steelers Sunday night. We got tickets coming up at 9, 10. All of a sudden, it's your Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> your body couldn't hold it. Steelers. You want more Mikey and Bob? The Mikey and Bob podcast. Uh, me and Bob's hair dars started going off in the middle of the night last night. Harry Styles in town tonight. <laughs> you were beeping, Bob? Uh, yeah, yeah. It set off around 2 a.m. It went off. Yeah, yeah. Middle of the night, you get woke up and just like, Harry Styles. I feel his presence. He's coming tonight. He's here. He's here. Were you sniffing him? Oh, I smell a sweet smell. <laughs> All right. Woo! Take in a big whiff and you can smell the Harry in town. <laughs> Oh, taking a Harry Huff. Oh, uh, that'll be a fun show tonight. PPG Paint Arena, ninety-six-one Kiss Show. Harry Styles in town at the uh, arena tonight. Uh, there's always people that are getting naked, getting arrested, making the news, and then making our show. It is time for a naked story. Here we go. Whoa! It happened again. Someone decided to get naked. It's time for another naked story on the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show with Mikey and Big Bab. Uh, this happened at the Denver International Airport. A lot of people sent us uh, this story about a uh, just naked lady walking around the concourse. This is a female passenger walking through uh, the concourse at uh, the Denver Airport around 5 a.m. Uh, just completely naked. Uh, she didn't have any luggage. Um, she appeared to be carrying some sort of thermos or bottle in her right Ooh, hand. Carry on. Uh, just completely naked. Did you see this video? It's just, it's exactly what I'm describing. It's just a naked lady walking through an airport. It's a, like anytime you see a naked person out in public, it's going to be a, a jarring thing. But I, I feel like an airport just seems like the place where everybody's got their head down. They're, they all have to go somewhere. There's a lot of security, obviously, you have to go through at the airport. It doesn't seem like the, the place that you would see a naked person. 
at some point you got to clear security with pants on too. So <laughs> right. So the clothes had to have come off post uh, security. Uh, airport re- uh, police said they got a call of uh, the report of an intoxicated female who is completely naked. Uh, people were videotaping her obviously when she um, lost all of her clothes and she was going up to people saying. How are you doing? Where are you from? Listen, that seems like a friendly, friendly friendly naked person there. Uh, Travelers from all over the world. This is the Denver airport. Of course, you know, sometimes you're sitting next to a stranger on the plane. You're like, hey, how you doing? Uh, You know, what's your name? Where are you from? Where are you going? Okay, cool. You know, just making small talk. That's what the naked lady was doing. How you doing? Where are you from? Where are you going? Uh, But she was completely naked, which is sort of a jarring thing to see. Uh, on an airport concourse. So uh, Denver police officers eventually got to her with a large uh, blanket, tried to cover her up, but she was uh, smiling and laughing. Again, I don't know if this was like there was a report that she was intoxicated. I don't know if what was going on with her. Obviously, if you're ever naked at the airport, you got some issues going on and hopefully she gets the help that she needs because that is not a normal thing. She's going through. You're going through some things if you're naked at the airport. Hell of an icebreaker, though, if you just want to talk to people like she was, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not It's not a good icebreaker. A good icebreaker is how you doing where you're from with clothes on. Naked, though, that's not a good icebreaker whatsoever. Nobody wants to talk to the naked lady at the airport. I mean, instant reaction, though, is the question back. You have something to say. You're just like, oh, wow, why? I'm Bob from Pittsburgh. Why, why the hell are you naked? <laughs> You know, okay. The hold, conversation no. starts. hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. See, I'm going to I'm going to call you out on this because there was one witness who said most people were shocked when they saw the naked lady. But no one was really notice noticing her that much at first because people were trying to just get to their planes. Then everyone realized she was just standing there completely naked. I feel like if I was at the airport and there was a naked person, I don't even know if I would care. I don't even know if I would care. I don't even know. I feel like I would just be like, uh, eh, naked person. Well, I gotta catch this flight, so I'm not I'm not approaching. I'm not You're I'm right. not first, I'm I'm staying out of this. It's just like this better not delay my flight. Oh, hundred percent. The airport, you just want to get it over with. The whole airport experience, you just want to get it over. You want to get to your destination or you want to get home. I feel like if I saw a naked lady walking through the concourse of the airport, I would just be like, Wow, naked lady, don't see that every day. And I would do absolutely nothing. Bob, however, friendly conversation. <laughs> hey, where'd your pants go? Where are you from? What's going on here? Uh, it's a naked person making the show once again. It's the Kiss Morning Freak Show, Mikey and Bob. Uh, as always, if you don't get to listen to all the show live, no worries. Get caught up with our Mikey and Bob podcast, stream and download episodes on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you uh, get your podcast. You know, if you listen on Spotify or something like that, I know we've had troubles that we've talked about on the show. Sometimes the podcast gets cut off and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, did we get an email yesterday, Bob, that seems like they may have figured the problem out why on some other platforms our podcast keeps getting cut off? It, it seems like this may be the week that it all gets fixed yes yes finally finally when we finally get to the point where our podcast has been fixed and is the proper length and everybody gets full episodes on every streaming platform Mm -hmm. i feel like we'll need to announce that week people will need to stream and download more for us than ever so we can show everybody and be like Look at all, look at, look at this. Look how, you know, our podcast was big, but like, look how big it was now. Like, all we needed to do was fix the problem. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Nobody gives a flying crap, right? (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about things that people really care about. The holes in my backyard. (laughs) 
<laughs> We've been uh, sort of talking about this for over a week on the show now. Uh, this was, I think it was last weekend or two weekends ago. I noticed there was like these holes that were sort of dug up and the grass was tore up in my backyard, like a pretty big area. And I didn't know what it was. Initially, I thought it was deer. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, people um, started telling me all wild things could snakes. be groundhogs, snakes, skunks, skunks. could be burrowing. Something's making <laughs> tunnels in my backyard. It freaked me out. Somebody said it's grubs and animals are just trying to get grubs. So then I bought some grub stuff. But then I was reading the packaging of grub stuff. And it's like, put this down when spring starts. And I'm like, we are far from that. This is not the beginning of spring. It's the beginning of fall. So right, I haven't put right. the grub stuff down yet. But there haven't been more holes. And um, the holes aren't very deep though. It's sort of like my grass just got tore up a little bit, right? So Adam sent a message. Uh, bucks create scrapes on the ground where they pee and defecate to leave their scent for the dough to smell and know they're ready and available. Now we did learn that it is deer mating season wow. sort of right now. It's called rut. So Adam says here, it's kind of like cologne. It's also a challenge to other bucks. Usually it's only the surface layer of the grass. This time of year, turkey will also scrape up and uh, mess up grass and leave uh, and, and get into leaves looking for insects uh, to feed on. So, uh, I got to be honest, I feel like after all this talk about animals and what could possibly be happening in my backyard, who is digging yeah. up these little, I feel like we have finally gotten to the answer, Bob, especially with Adam's message here. I feel like I just have some horny deer. That's it. I feel like that's what are, it is. They're using your bathroom as a toilet? Using my bathroom as a toilet or my backyard? Oh, using your backyard as a toilet. <laughs> okay. That would be a whole different thing if I was inviting deer <laughs> in to use my toilet. Can you imagine a deer on a toilet? How do you feel? How do you think a deer would use a toilet? I mean, really think about it. Okay. <laughs> male deer. A male deer walks <laughs> in your bathroom. <laughs> like back legs would have to be straight out off the toilet seat. Okay. Wait. Be a hell of a. <laughs> Do you do you have a do you have a male deer sitting down on a toilet to use it or do you have a male deer standing up to use a toilet? If if you had to invite a deer in to use your toilet, if a deer I knocks mean, on he, your door and is just like, I gotta go, first of all, you'd be like, Oh my god, you speak? And then it's just like, Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Where's your toilet? Do you let the deer use your toilet? I feel like in talking deer, you gotta let it go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and I feel if he's comfortable, he's gonna sit. But you know, a stand, he would hover. That's that's the deer hovering over an uncomfortable like away toilet. Yeah, I don't feel like a deer can stand up on its back legs and keep itself up while it urinates in a human toilet. So I almost feel like the deer. But then again. How tall is your bathroom ceiling? Maybe the deer can put its front hooves on the ceiling and just hold itself up in position and then just go, right? But then again, if the deer's not, you know, if the deer's not aiming correctly, it's going to be a mess, right? If a deer uses your toilet, it's going to be an absolute mess. I, I picture it a mess either way. Like, you just got to expect that, letting a talking deer into your house. God, this is one of the dumbest segments we've ever done on the show, I feel like. <laughs> I, what are we talking about here? You you, you just misspoke and said, uh, you know, you just quickly misspoke, and then all of a sudden we're into a scenario where a talking deer is using our toilets in our house. But, uh, Adam, thank you for the message. I feel like I do know what's going on with my backyard 
Uh, deer are in rut right now, and I did not know that bucks scrape the ground. They go to the bathroom, right? Because there are deer pellets out there. It is deer poop out there. So I feel like they went to the bathroom in my backyard. Then they mm-hmm. scraped it up, and they're just like, ladies, like lady deers, all you does out there, come on. <laughs> look what I did. I made a mess in this person's backyard. I went to the bathroom here. Look, pee here, poop here, and then I just dug up. I just scraped the ground. Scrub the ground. Next thing you know, it's just an invitation for deer mating, and it's in my backyard. How exciting. Oh, man, I really want a talking deer to use my toilet now. Uh, Steeler tickets coming up around 9.10. Sean Mendez tickets around 9.30 here. I don't know what's happening, man. It's a weird show, man. It's Kiss Morning Freak Show, Mikey and Bob. You want more Mikey and Bob? The Mikey and Bob Podcast. Uh, the Masked Singer on Fox last night, Bob, the cupcake was uh, was unveiled. The mask came off the cupcake. Uh, Ruth Pointer from the classic R&B group, the Pointer Sisters. One of the Pointer Sisters was the cupcake. Wow. All right. I don't know if it needed a wow. Is it a wow? I don't think it's a okay. wow. I don't know if wow. it's a wow. Uh, we have been sort of uh, talking about this. You know, I watched the latest Chappelle special on Netflix called The Closer. And a lot of people obviously had some issues with a lot of the things that were covered in that special, especially about the trans community. Um, Netflix's trans employees are now planning a walkout for next Wednesday, October the 20th. A leader of the walkout said, as an organization, Netflix has continually failed to show deep uh, care in our mission to entertain the world by repeatedly releasing content that harms the trans community and continually failing to create content that represents and uplifts trans content. We can and must do better. Now, I will say this, and I, I you watch this too, Bob. The best documentary I feel like that I've watched that deals with the trans community is actually on Netflix called Disclosure, right? You watched that too, mm-hmm. didn't you, Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so to sort of watch that documentary, though, and understand you know, how we speak, how we portray, how a lot of people joke about trans people and how, you know, people are progressing now with acceptance of the trans community. But then to, to see like Netflix's CEO doubled down on this because, you know, he's been supporting Chappelle and he's like, we're not pulling the special or anything. This is art. This is what Dave does. And it is what it is. Uh, he's doubling down on his support of Chappelle now, saying that he acknowledges some employees don't agree with him as he backs Chappelle and the artistic freedom. But he said, while some employees disagree, we have a strong belief that content on screen doesn't directly translate to real world harm. I feel like the Netflix CEO should probably just have done his first statement and just left it alone. And eventually things will just go away, even though there is this Netflix walkout uh, next week. But for him to come out and say content on screen doesn't directly translate to real world harm. I don't know if you could be any more uh, just out of touch with how you like this isn't a situation where it's like hey, if kids grow up playing video games, they're going to go out and shoot a bunch of people. I feel like this is a different situation we're talking about here. I don't think it could be any further from the truth. And he's probably making it all worse. By coming right. out and, and saying that statement again, I mean Dave Chappelle is quite possibly like the top comedian in the world. But and I sort of mentioned this earlier in the week when talking about it, when Dave Chappelle makes trans jokes or just sort of makes light about how people are mad at him for making trans jokes and things like that, a lot of people, including the Netflix CEO, say, "Well, that's just Dave making jokes and artistic freedom," but. It's it's when the guy you work with again. I'll bring up a fictional uh, a fictional man, Greg in accounting. 
when he watches the Chappelle special and then he starts making trans jokes in the office and not in the same way Chappelle was, Greg from accounting is like, ha ha, she looks like a dude jokes. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. who knows if someone in Greg's office is trans or if they're not out yet and they have to deal with a Greg um, every day and Greg isn't Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I think that content on screen does directly translate to real world harm. And, you know, all this can just lead to more education, too. So as we see Netflix, trans employees staging a walkout next week, uh, do yourself a favor. Just go on Netflix, watch this documentary, Disclosure. It's really good, and it'll help you sort of understand how and, you know, why people think that their jokes that seem harmless maybe, but can actually lead to, you know, real life harm. You don't know who is being affected by those jokes and you don't know who, um, you know, uh, you might be close with, you might work with or something that is trans or somebody who has, you know, a family member that's in the trans community. Mm -hmm. And just because you're Greg in accounting, you know, at somebody's cubicle standing there making trans jokes, um, that is a way that, you know, content on screen like the Chappelle special leads to some real world harm where Greg in accounting thinks he's Dave Chappelle. And if Dave Chappelle can laugh at trans people or sort of make light of being trans or talking about trans or people defending trans people, Greg in accounting can sort of do it too, because he's not Dave Chappelle. He doesn't have his own Netflix special. Um, and I think even more on a macro level like that, if it's somebody you work with, somebody you interact with daily, who's just like, yeah, Chappelle said it, it's okay. I can make fun of trans people or I can like, you know, sort of laugh at trans people and like artistic. And it's just, I, I totally disagree with the Netflix CEO when he's just like, yeah, things on screen don't translate to, uh, to real world harm. So again, I know a lot has been made about the Chappelle special, but do yourself a favor, go on Netflix and watch the uh, disclosure documentary. I think it'll definitely open a lot of people's eyes to just the, the trans community and sort of, uh, sort of how a lot of people, um, treat that community and even make light and joke about that community. Check one, two. Levels good, levels good. Pittsburgh's 96.1 Kiss. An iHeartRadio station. Available everywhere on our free iHeartRadio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts. All in one. Uh, we've obviously been talking about Juju Smith-Schuster a lot this week. He's out for the season. He had a successful shoulder surgery yesterday, um, but he will be out for the rest of the season. I don't know if he's played his last game, his last snap for the Steelers. You know, he did come back to the Steelers on a one-year deal, even though I guess there were offers for him to go to the Ravens and the Chiefs. And mm-hmm. uh, He sort of maybe bet on himself and just saying, I can have a big year with Ben this year, and then I can cash in in free agency, uh, you know, this coming off season. Obviously, those plans have, have gone away now, and, you know, he wasn't putting up monster numbers this year or anything, so... It'll be interesting to see if the team is going to give Juju a big contract this offseason or, you know, the Steelers are going to have a ton of cap space. Right, right. At the end of uh, at the end of this year, going into next year. I think they have the most cap space in the in the whole league next year. Like, (laughs) you know, as much as they've had their struggles this year. Man, you look at that offensive line and how young the offensive line. A lot of the team is young. Like the Steelers do have a younger team and it's only going to even get younger. Um, you know, once, you know, maybe Ben hangs it up after this year. But you look at we got our running back, you know, we got some younger offensive linemen who, 
you know, will be better next year, hopefully, too. And I, I know I'm talking about next year already, but with the amount of cap space they have, the Steelers are going to be a very different team uh, next next season. But I don't know if Juju Smith-Schuster is in those plans or not, but uh, there was a clip that the Steelers put out of Juju. He was doing uh, an event for his, his foundation, and he was talking about just and, and getting emotional, just talking about uh, his injury and just his love of football. Last night was the hardest night for me because football has done so much for me in my life, um, more than you guys will ever know. My stepdad put me in football when I was four years old, and it, it was fun. I mean, you get to hit kids and not get in trouble, right? <laughs> so I always, I always say, I always love the game. Last night was hard for me because when I got the call from the doctors, and you know, a shoulder injury, I thought you know you put it back in and. You know, you'll be fine within two weeks. And, you know, our bye week was coming up. I was like, I, I can take two weeks off, you know, come back and, you know, play this, this season. And the doctor called me. He was like, hey, man, like, I think we have to, we have to do the surgery and get a second opinion. And it said it was a season-ending injury. And, you know, I sat there and I, I cried. I cried all night. I cried because... Like I, I love this game so much more than anyone you know. I know the whole social media thing and like the whole TikTok and like dancing and all that. Like I do it because like it's my personality and I love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but football will always come first. Without football, I wouldn't be who I am today. Without football, this wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have create or be a, a role model for a lot of people. And I cried that night because you just never know what the future holds for you. Uh, it's very rare we get a, a peek into athletes' lives like that, especially somebody as popular as, as Juju is locally here and, you know, across the country. Uh, it's very rare that you get to see and hear that side of emotion out mm-hmm. of uh, out of an athlete where Juju's, you know, sort of break it down in tears. And, uh, you know, sure, a lot of people know Juju for the TikTok stuff, and the dancing stuff, and he's gaming and a lot of people have the opinion that just like he doesn't care about football. He's not really into it. He, it's all the off field stuff and everything like that, that stuff's like hobbies, you know, like we all have hobbies. Yeah. yeah we all have yeah. stuff that we do. Like we don't like our, again, I just go always back to the thing that like professional athletes, like that's, you know, that's what we all know them for, but that's their job. Like your, your job does not define who you are as a, it, you know, as a person, it's it's what we all do to to make ends meet and whatever. And it's a cool job that Juju has, and a lot of people know him. But he's, you know, a person, and to to hear that emotion out of him of just how yeah, people know me for all this stuff, but people don't realize how much this game uh, means to me. If you love and care about your job that much to where you're getting that emotional about it, like that's a pretty it's a pretty cool side to uh, see of of Juju there. So uh, he did uh, post that he had a successful shoulder surgery yesterday, though, and you know, said he appreciates all the love and everything. And um, who knows what the hu- uh, future holds for him, if he's going to be back with the Steelers or if he signs a deal in the off offseason uh, with another team because he'll be a free agent. But uh, he's a nice dude. You know, we've done stuff with him before, and I just, uh, you know, hope for the best for Juju mm-hmm. wherever the uh, the future takes him. It's the Kiss Morning Freak Show. Mikey and Bob, happy uh, Adele Day today. Adele uh, finally confirmed that her new album, 30, will be out November 19th, but her first single from that album, the first Adele song we've gotten in some time, 
Easy on Me drops tonight at 7 p.m. our time. It's going to be like midnight where she's at overseas, uh, but 7 p.m. here for us in Pittsburgh. We'll be playing it at the top of the hour uh, as soon as we get it, and every hour through Friday. So all day Friday, top of the hour, brand new Adele, and that starts tonight, 7 p.m., when Adele drops Easy on Me. Adele tonight and Harry Styles? A lot of emotion. It is a lot. A, a new a new Adele song and a Harry Styles concert at PPG Paints Arena tonight. Ooh. It's a lot. It's 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 almost like oh. that's that's too much for one night. It's almost like ah. we need to spread that out. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Uh, all right. There's always people that are getting naked, getting arrested, and making our show. It is time for another naked story. Here we go. Whoa! It happened again. Someone decided to get naked. It's time for another naked story on the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show with Mikey and Big Bab. Uh, this is in North Carolina. North Carolina man was arrested after he was found sitting naked in a truck parked outside of a hotel. Uh, police officer said he went to the Economy Inn on a call about a suspicious man in his truck honking his horn and singing songs. Okay, now when we say honking his horn, is he like he's going... the vibe, man. Is, he, my man's got the vibe and he, he's just letting it out, singing along. Okay, but he's in his truck naked singing songs. But I'm specifically talking about the honking the horn part. Is he going beep, beep, or is this a totally different honking the horn that he's doing? Oh, I'm guessing it's a beep, but maybe you're right. I don't know. Give himself a few beeps. Well, beep, maybe beep. A couple beeps both ways. Let me press it and see if it squeaks. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Uh, when the officer arrived and uh, walked up to the truck, he noticed the man was completely naked in the truck outside of the hotel. He spoke to the man, and the guy told him, they took all of his clothes and drugged his tea, though he didn't, he didn't specify who they were. He said they were still in the hotel, though, and pointed at a room. Uh, the officer asked the naked man to step out of the vehicle, gave him a sheet to cover with before reading him his rights and asking uh, that, that the man asked if officers could search the hotel room for the people that he said were in there. So this guy is naked. He's in his truck. He's singing songs in the hotel parking lot. He's having a good time. He's honking his horn, <laughs> which whatever that could be. And then he's just like, hey, uh, police show up. Why are you naked? He's like, yeah, they drugged they drugged my tea. So I'm just out here naked. They uh, they drugged my tea. And they, they took my clothes. Asked the officers, can you go search my room? Police went up to the room, found nobody in there, but they did find something. A line of white powder in plain view on the dresser, along with a small container in a backpack Uh-oh. that had three plastic baggies with a crystal-like substance in them. The naked man who was honking his horn in the truck was oh. charged with possession of meth, public intoxication, honk, honk. and indecent exposure. <laughs> and honking his horn. I don't know if that's an actual charge you can get. Maybe down in North Carolina. Misdemeanor. Misdemeanor honking. <laughs> Meth, public intoxication, <laughs> indecent exposure, and they wrote him a ticket for honking his horn in the parking lot while he was sitting naked in his truck. It is a naked person making the show once again. Um, William Shatner has returned to Earth uh, yesterday. This was like yesterday, early afternoon. He became the oldest person ever to be blasted into space as part of... Uh, Jeff Bezos Blue Origin project that sends regular people up into space. Way to go, Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, yeah, there he is. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. You did it. 
I feel like that went on too long there. I did. I don't feel like I needed to play that much of a Jeffrey Bezos song, right? Yeah. I got caught up in it for a minute there. Like I was, uh, I was feeling it. Though. I feel like anytime we mention Jeff Bezos, I got to play one of those, uh, one of those songs. But William Shatner, ninety years old, the oldest person to go to space. He was fine and everything. Everything went pretty smooth. Uh, here was William Shatner. He he was super emotional when he uh, when he touched out and you know got out of the capsule and was talking to Jeff Bezos. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I uh, just, it's extraordinary, extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. Uh, he did seem pretty touched emotionally. Like uh, it seemed like the other people too. Nobody cared about the other people. Like when the cameras, no. <laughs> when the cameras came down, Bezos like you know said hi to the other people, and then he's just like, I I know what people want to hear. They want to hear from William Shatner. So he goes right over to Shatner, and they're talking for like ten minutes straight. And William Shatner basically cut a promo for Blue Origin. He's like, everybody needs to experience space. He's like, my life has changed at 90 years old. Like, I don't know what's out there, what's up there. But all of a sudden, it was just black. And you could see the blueness of the earth. And it seems like at 90 years old, he he got a whole new, uh, you know, outlook on life. And even after life, uh, it was pretty cool to see uh, just, you know, somebody get to experience something like that and be changed that much just from getting to experience just a couple minutes uh, tickling the, um, you know, outer Earth atmosphere and being mm -hmm. into space and weightlessness for a uh, couple minutes. So it was pretty cool to see. And, you know, I, I maybe we should be spending some money to fix things on Earth rather than just uh, doing uh, rich guys that don't pay taxes blasting William Shatner into space. But... Eh, whatever, it's still pretty cool. Well, is that what this turns? Does this turn into like rich guys trying to find like a B list celebrity, C list celebrity to blast into space? Like who can get the better one to get more attention? Uh, yeah. I, 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 if they yeah. don't blast somebody anybody knows into space, no one cares. No one cares. Nobody would have cared yesterday. If, and again, as these space flights become more common, um, nobody's gonna care unless something goes wrong. Like, I feel like we're almost at that point now. Like, do you want to watch the next Blue Origin blast off if it doesn't have somebody famous on it? No. And it's not just that they're blasting a famous person. Like, now that I saw William Shatner's reaction to that, I want to see more famous people just get blasted into space. But then again, the other part of me is just like, I don't want to see famous people get blasted into space. I just want to see Jeff Bezos play, pay taxes. That's what I like. Let's let's do that first. <laughs> I have to pay taxes. You all have to pay taxes. Can Jeff Bezos pay some damn taxes instead of using money to blast Shatner into space? Like, I love space, but I found myself getting angry yesterday just like, Bezos is popping champagne and spraying it all over. I'm just like, can this guy just pay taxes? Can just pay pay that some taxes? Tax free champagne. Like maybe we can maybe we can solve some Earth problems. You know, maybe we can uh, house some people. Maybe we get some health care. Maybe we get some better education. Ah, blast Shatner into space. Sure, why not? All right. <laughs> Uh, Jake Gensel could be back tonight for the uh, Penguins. He was recently released from isolation after his positive COVID test. Uh, he was back with the team yesterday. He said, it's a big thing for me to make sure I'm ready whenever I can play and just try to get back to my normal self. Forward Zach Aston Reese, 
also uh, practice Wednesday, but his progress seems to be moving along a little bit slower. But we could get Jake uh, Jake Gensel back tonight, and Coach Sullivan could pass uh, Coach Bilesma for the most wins in Penguins team history. That could happen with the win tonight. Penguins tonight in Florida taking on the Panthers. Home opener is going to be Saturday. That's going to be fun, man. Saturday games just hit different. Saturday home games, they just hit. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got to work really the next day. I don't know what it is. Maybe just maybe the crowd just uh, the adults are hitting the beers a little <laughs> a little heavier. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's maybe. what it is. I just feel like the Saturday home games are the funnest games to go to, regardless of sort of the opponent. But you know, home opener is always cool to see what the. Uh, what sort of the pens have planned pregame and everything. And uh, it's against Mark Andre Fleury and uh, in Chicago uh, that starts eight straight home games for the, uh, for the Penguins. So make sure you get your tickets, support the boys because they're going to be at home. You know, once they get uh, out of Florida, escape from Florida after the game tonight, eight straight home games for the Penguins at the beginning of the uh, the season here. So make sure you get your tickets, go to the games, pittsburghpenguins.com. And uh, if you're not near a TV to uh, watch the games, you can always listen on the free iHeartRadio app on the home of the Pens, 105.9 The X. You want more Mikey and Bob? The Mikey and Bob podcast. All that stuff I just said was a lie. I'm really a Mexican drug lord. Whoa, wait, hold on. What? (laughs) Get caught up with the show on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Kiss Morning Freak Show, Mikey and Bob. Happy Harry Styles Day to everybody. Have a good time if you're going to the big 96.1 Kiss Harry Styles show tonight. At the uh, at the arena, uh, I don't know what happened on the show today, Bob. What would you like to name the podcast today? Talking deer on the toilet. <laughs> what was that segment that we did? That segment. I I don't know if there's ever been a segment that has gotten that away from us as the deer <laughs> segment did. We were simply talking. I was reading. Uh, somebody tweeted me about. You know, I got all this messed up grass in my backyard, and I thought something was digging holes and. Uh, you know, then we learned deer is uh, deer are in rut right now, so it is their mating season. And then somebody said they might have been scraping their antlers across the, uh, and I don't know, and they might be going to the bathroom on that spot to attract uh, does. And I don't. Know, next thing you know, we're talking about what would you do if a talking deer showed up at your uh, at your house and wanted to use the toilet? Do you let the deer in to use the toilet? I but, mean, you describing all that sounds like we're extremely high. <laughs> No, we don't. We're not. not we're not no, high. We're not. No, no. We've never been high for a show. I, I can't imagine what that would be like. Uh, I don't believe our company would uh, smile upon us. I don't believe our company would encourage us to do a show high. I don't know if that would violate any uh, things in our contract. But no, we have never done the show high before, even though almost every day it sounds like we do. Uh, Simon tweeted uh, me here a TikTok of a dog going to the bathroom. Uh, let me tell you, if you want to get down a fun wormhole, just watch dogs use the toilet. You ever get down that wormhole? It's amazing. I I I marvel at those videos every time I see them, and every time I see a dog using a toilet, I I get sad because I'm like, I wish oh, cats too, like cats. cats yeah, I yeah. always get sad, and I'm just like. Oh, really? I got to change the litter like all the time. Like I hate changing cat litter. I could have just teach taught my cat to to use the damn toilet. Uh, it's a weird wormhole to get down. Is that mm-hmm. is that how we're leaving everybody today? Hey, if you if you get bored today, go watch cats and dogs use the toilet. It sounds about right. 
All right. Uh, get caught up on the podcast if you miss anything on the uh, show today. That's it for us. Ryan C. Chris shows up right now. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. KST HD Pittsburgh. Let's go. This is On Air with Ryan Seacrest.